Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. On Sundays, we like to talk about a hymn and or a song, a Christian, a contemporary Christian song or a classic hymn. And we also like to talk, if we can, the story behind the hymn or the hymn writer. This morning's going to be a special treat. Don't you like it when people overcome great adversity to do significant things? I sure do. I find it inspiring. I find I always find it inspiring when people accomplish great things, but even more if they overcome obstacles. And believe me, all of us have obstacles in life, some greater than others, but all of us face obstacles and all of us need to overcome them. That's just the way life goes. But this morning, I'd like to talk about a woman named Fanny Crosby. And Fanny Crosby wrote over 8,000 poems many of which, most of which, thousands of which were set to music. And she wrote them under different pseudonyms or or different names so that she didn't, shall we say, get all the credit. She, dozens and dozens of pseudonyms that she wrote these hymns and poems under. And so truth is, we don't know quite how many she wrote because so many were written under different names and we might not even know all of them. And so she was an amazing woman. This woman was the first woman to speak in the U.S. Senate. She read a poem there, the first female voice, shall we say, to speak from the Senate floor. She was an educator. She didn't start her formal education in school until she was 15 years old. And yet by age 27, she had become a teacher in that exact school She lived to the ripe old age of 95. What obstacle did she overcome, you might ask? Well, at age, when she was only six weeks old, they were fighting an illness and they thought they would give her a certain medication. They put it in her eyes. It was the wrong medication. A A horrible mistake was made and she was blinded. That's right. Six months, excuse me, six weeks old. At six weeks old, she was blinded. And she never, all these great accomplishments she did, she did while she was blind. But the fact that she, lots of times when a person lacks one of our senses, others develop even stronger. Fanny, by age 10, are you ready for this one? Had memorized... Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, oh, as well as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John by age 10. Wow, what a woman this was. She overcame her obstacles. She overcame this great tragedy. And rather than becoming bitter, Rather than being upset or rather than blaming the the person who put the wrong stuff in her eyes, she went to make she went on to make history and become one of the famous women in the kingdom of God and in American history. Let's look at the song she wrote called Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. And this one of the, like I said, thousands of poems that were put to music that she wrote. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in 
his blood. Of course, this just speaks of our her salvation testimony. Washed in the blood of Christ, cleansed away. Oh, what a wonderful thing. You know, again, I'm going to say she could have complained about her blindness all of her life, but she chose to see certain positive things. Whether she could see or not, she was washed in the blood of Christ. And it's interesting, even this in this hymn, Imagine and Remember, written by a blind person. And notice some of the references she has to things that we can see, all right? Um, and so the chorus, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. I, I imagine you've sung this before. I hope so. It's a beautiful song. And can I suggest that praise has a way of breaking the back of evil in our lives? Praise has a way of opening doors. Praise has a way of changing our attitude. Praise, you know, sometimes we think it would be nice if we could change our circumstances, and sometimes it certainly would be. But often, we get, it's just as good if we change our attitude about our circumstances, or if we change our understanding of our circumstances, or we change our perspective about our circumstances. And, and, and praise does this. Praise helps us to see that even if we're in a situation that seems terrible, that instead we can see something beneficial in it. And indeed, she does here as she sees and focuses on Jesus being hers and the salvation that he brings. Second verse, perfect submission, perfect delight. This talks about our Christian walk now. Visions of rapture. There's an indication of seeing something. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Speaking of the coming again, of the second coming. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy and whispers of love. Again, sometimes Fanny in this poem indicates just learning to listen to God, learning to by faith see what you can't see, and by faith hear and listen to that still small voice of God, the whispers of God's love for us. Isn't that awesome? Verse 3, perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness and lost in his love. What an awesome way to live life. What an awesome way to live life. It almost sounds as if there's not a care in the world, but indeed, we know that there that she was a, a woman quite active. Like I said, she was a, a school teacher. She taught the blind. She wrote. She was very active. She met presidents. She met famous people. As I said, she was a hero and a well-known celebrity, shall we say, in her period of American history. I like the verse. I don't put it on here, but when we sing this, we add a final verse, a final chorus. Instead of saying, wonderful Savior, wonderful friend, excuse me, instead of singing, this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all day long. We sing, wonderful Savior, wonderful friend, wonderful life that never will end, wonderful place he's gone to repair, 
wonder of wonders. I will be there. Today, as we think of the blessed assurance, I hope you have that assurance in Jesus Christ. Some people that want to think we should live life without the assurance of our salvation, without the assurance that we are accepted by Jesus Christ. Indeed, theological background and training I have is just the opposite, that there's something wonderful, something comforting, something secure that allow that know when we know that Jesus has forgiven our sins and accepted us, the Father has accepted us because of Jesus Christ. Some people say, well, doesn't that mean you could just go out and sin all you want and you and it doesn't matter because the fear issue is gone? Well, I suppose people could do that, but not if you understand it, because fear is a great motivator. Fear is a great emotion. But there's one that's even greater and stronger, and that's love. That's love. I could live life in I could live life fear that God's going to send me to hell, and that would kind of keep me in line by fear. Or I could live life knowing that I'm accepted and loved by God, and that would do more than keep me in line. That would inspire me to love him in return. As first John says, we two things we love because he first loved us. And perfect love cast out all fear. Indeed, once we are in Christ and we understand this reality that I'm forgiven, let's not let it not cause us to say, oh, I can take advantage of his kindness. I can take advantage of his mercy. I can do what I want to do. No, let, let this great love that God has shown us motivate us to love him in return. And indeed, fear can motivate but love is even greater. The gospel calls us calls us to love God and follow Christ out of love. Amen. It's awesome. It's awesome. Religion puts fear in people. The the love of God puts love within people. It's a big difference what the gospel calls us to do. It's a big difference. People say all religions are the same. There's so many ways in which ours is different. One is we serve, we follow because of love. Father, we thank you for the blessed assurance we have in Jesus Christ that because, Jesus, you gave your life as a sacrifice for our sins, that our sins have been washed away, we're fully clean. What a wonderful thing. We want you to know, Father, we receive your love, we receive your forgiveness, we receive your mercy. We open up our heart and receive you. And we also want you to know that you inspire us to love you in return. We love because you first loved us. This assurance, oh, Father, might it not cause us to be spiritually lethargic or spiritually to take advantage of your mercy. Father, instead, might your mercy and love and assurance cause us to love you back all the more. We thank you for people like Fanny Crosby. We thank you, Lord, for people who accomplished wonderful things in spite of great obstacles over which they could be bitter, over which they could be resentful, and obstacles that they could that could have ruined her life. But instead, in spite of this tragedy, she went on to be such a blessing to others because she saw you and received you and allowed uh, allowed herself to have your perspective in the midst of this suffering and this trial. Help us, Father. 
Help us with our trials, difficulties, obstacles, our shortcomings, terrible mistakes we have made or that others around us may have made that affect us. Whatever may be the case, help us to rise above that, to see you, to be people of praise and overcome life's great obstacles to do great things for you and to bring great glory to our God. We pray we do this this very day. Help us, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm inspired. I hope you are too. If you've got trials, difficulties, or hardships in life, and we all do, but some are harder than others. Some are more challenging than others. Obviously, Fanny's were quite, Fanny Crosby's were quite difficult. Yours might be too. But again, the greater the obstacle, the greater the opportunity for God to show His power. The greater the obstacle, the greater the opportunity for God to show up and to give you a great victory. So today, I hope you're walking in it. I hope you're experiencing His victory. It helps to get in the Word of God every day, doesn't it? And when we allow God to build His Word, not in huge, dramatic ways, but little bit, day by day, bit by bit, verse by verse, thought by thought, precept by precept, principle by principle, God is building His truth into us. He's re-renovating us. He's reconstructing us. He's transforming us into His very image. And that's what God's Word does. And that's why we get into it here every day. We talk about it. We allow it to touch our hearts. We pray it into our souls and so forth. So I hope you'll join us. If you're new today, a special welcome. We're glad you're here with us. I hope you'll come back day by day. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit the notified. Leave a comment below. Like the video and share it with your friends. Because taking 15 minutes a day, whether you're here with us live or later in the day, or even listen to the podcast, the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. It's life transforming. God's word's that powerful. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with the assurance that comes from knowing God has accepted you. Jesus is yours. He's your Savior. He's your Lord. He's forgiven us. We've got glory to look forward to. So God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.